This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solon. Thanks very much for joining us. We are just over two weeks away from FanFest. We are a little over two and a half weeks away from the start of spring training. Uh, Hard to believe. Uh, Off-season certainly has felt like it's wound down quickly. And we have a lot on the podcast this week, even though there hasn't been any major changes on the Rays roster to speak of. The Rays did retain uh, Oliver Drake's rights. Uh, He was passed through waivers after the Avisail Garcia signing and uh, will be in camp with the Rays. Uh, I would expect sometime next week we'll hear a lot about some more uh, non-roster individuals who will be in big league camp. Um, but we'll get to that as we go. In terms of the podcast today, a couple of things. First, on this uh, Friday, the 25th year of January, uh, eight guys on the 40-man were working out today at Tropicana Field, um, seven pitchers and uh, one catcher, Mikey Perez, and manager Kevin Cash and pitching coach Kyle Snyder were there to kind of observe. Um, we've got a blog post about it at raceradio.mlblogs.com. But on the podcast today, you'll hear from uh, two guys that I think are fairly important that we haven't spoke to this offseason, and they really have spent a lot of their time here in Tampa Bay, uh, those being uh, Wilmer Font and uh, Jose de Leon, who we'll hear from a little bit. Now, also this week down in Port Charlotte, the Rays had a hitting camp for a lot of their um, top prospects, uh, hitting prospects in the organization. And among those that I sat down with, are the player of the year from 2018, Nathaniel Lowe, and his younger brother and a former top pick in Josh Lowe. So you heard from them uh, a little bit later on in the podcast. But first, I wanted to get to Jose de Leon. Uh, we talked to Brent Honeywell earlier in the offseason, and really Brent and uh, Jose have been kind of in tandem, working on a very similar schedule since their Tommy John surgeries occurred about the same time, a little uh, less than a year ago. Um, and uh, I chatted with Jose here on Friday, and uh, he told me he's he's doing great. It's the, the best I felt, you know. Obviously, in since last year, because I had surgery in March. Uh, but I feel I feel really good, really strong, and uh, it's been it's been it's been a good rehab so far. Tell me how much it helps to have others with you through this. Um, Wilmer Font's coming back from a lat injury. Brent's been here through part of the off season too. To have guys you can bounce things off. Yeah, absolutely. Having having somebody. I, I mean, of course, you don't want to be. You know, you don't want those guys to be hurt. Like, but but if they're here, it having somebody like going through the process with you, it helps a lot. Especially a guy like Wilmer. Uh, he, you know, he's from Venezuela. We can, you know, feel comfortable speaking Spanish and and. You know, Honeywell, a guy that, you know, a great prospect that uh, has so much talent, you know, going through, this, through the process at the same time. It, 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 it helps, man. It helps. How have you transformed your body during all of this? Because you get time to really focus physically on you 
while this rehab goes on? Are you, are, have you stronger? Are you bigger? How, how would you describe how you've changed in the last year? Yeah, I think, I think I'm a little bigger, uh, stronger, you know, uh, it's been, I've been doing a rehab for, for over a year, you know, it's, uh, like there's nothing else you can do but take care of your body during that process that you know those first 20 weeks that you don't throw a baseball after surgery and even even after you throw a baseball you start you know really slow it's a it's a process you know a long process so the the best thing you can do is take care of your body like watch what you eat you know it's uh i think i think my my body looks way different than than what it looked last year or the year before Who's helped with your mind? Because sometimes it's hard during this process to not be able to play. Yeah, I mean, my, obviously my family, they're always there. My girlfriend, you know, my, you know, good friends. And um, like last year, I think I think mentally being here at the TROP, like watching baseball games, Major League Baseball games, be having that opportunity to be like, like a major leaguer every day, even though you weren't playing, that helped, man. Like being here, it, it it really helped. And I have family coming over from Puerto Rico. Like I had, I have people in my apartment every like every weekend. So that obviously not being alone, like having people you know that you can talk to and have a good time. That's always helpful because you know this this is the job and like. But you gotta have you gotta have a life outside of baseball. So if you if you drain yourself with thinking that you're not you know you're not able to pitch or you're not able to do what you what you know how to do because this is the only thing like in my case this is the only thing i know how to do you know so but you, you gotta you just concentrate on knowing that everything's gonna be all right but and there's there's a life outside of baseball so that helped how close do you feel and how hard is it to not try and do too much when you're this close to the finish line Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's really tough because for me, this is the first time in over a year and a half that I throw a baseball. I don't feel anything in my arm. You know, it feels great. And once you feel good, you want to keep going. You know, and but Hark does a great job of like letting you know that not let you go too too far ahead or you know he he does a great job of that and taking care of uh, the rehab the rehabbers so but yeah it's it's tough cuz like i said like feeling that great feeling that good it and being so close when i you know facing a hitters in less than 2 months like you you get just so excited but you got to know you've been waiting for 10 months so 2 months that two, two extra months that you wait it's it's not going to it's gonna be. It's not gonna be the end of the world. So, you just gotta be careful and 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 know that the time will come, and then you can just do, go 100% without any issues. Sometime in April, you may be even pitching what in minor league games. Is that realistic? Rehab games? If everything goes well, I think that uh, that's uh, that's realistic. Start my rehab assignment sometime in April, and you know it, it goes for a month, and then see what what happens. But uh, my goal is to be ready and like feel healthy and and pitch whatever you know I haven't been pitching I, I last time I pitched competitively was 10 months ago so it's gonna take some time to like you get 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 under you know uh, like get your feet wet and 
and you know because the the game is fast and it's gonna take it's gonna take us a little time to like get settled and know all you know uh like being able to to slow the game down and all the small things that uh that they come along with pitching so uh i think i think uh like i said my 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 goal is to be healthy and doesn't matter where i pitch i know that the time will the time will come and i'll be able to pitch in the big leagues again good luck and good to see you're on the right track thank you thank you neil that's Jose De Leon, and it certainly was uh, enjoyable to chat with him and kind of get an update on where he stands. Now, um, Kevin Cash had said that he kind of believes that the, it'll be rehab games sometime in May for both Jose and Brent Honeywell. We'll see where we go in terms of that regard, whether it's April, whether it's May. I think right now the good is that all things are pointing in a positive direction for both and that's during the season but at the start of the season at least right now the expectation is is that Wilmer Font is a full go uh, at the start of spring training and that's great news because this is a guy who pitched extremely well for the Rays when uh, he came over from the A's organization last year and I, I spoke with Wilmer today too uh, and asked him how he's doing. I feel uh, great like better than ever um, work Park every day, come here, do my stuff. My life feels like nothing happened. You were pitching so well. Was that the best you've ever pitched the stretch you had at the big leagues last year? Yeah, yeah. I was like doing everything I did the year before 2017 AAA. I feel like I can the ball whatever I want and uh, I was my best time in the big leagues how hard was the comeback the work you've put a lot of work in how hard was it uh, was uh, really hard because like see your uh, teammates playing and you can not do anything but uh, the trainers uh, helped me a lot my coaches uh, Snyder Help me a lot, and uh, I think with the uh, my teammate uh, always uh, helping me. I think it was not too hard. It was more mentally than physically. You spent the whole off season here. Was that your decision, or or they wanted you to, or how that? Because that's a you spent a lot of time working here. Yeah, that was my decision, but. Uh, they want me to to stay here and uh, do my rehab properly here. And um, I was happy. Like I like the city. How um, how much stronger are you now than let's say before the injury? Because you look like you, you're. Have you added any weight, or, or or is it more in upper body, or where are you stronger? I gained like uh, five six pounds, but I think everything was muscle because I work uh, like. Four days a week in the gym, doing like everything I can to uh, be stronger. Uh, I think I feel really, really good about where I am right now. Can you talk more about the staff, about how helpful they've been in this whole process? Because we always hear how good the training staff is for the race. I mean, I, I think... Uh, it was number one for me that the trainers uh, 
they know what they're doing, like uh, exercises, uh, everything with the therapy. I think it was like the best, best training staff I ever been. And the other good thing that's here is Kyle lives in this area. So I assume that Kyle Snyder got to see you a lot. How much does that help to talk with him? Because he's been through injuries before too, I'm sure. They always talk to me like, uh, it's no rush. Like, uh, don't try to do too much that uh, caused you another injury. So always keep calm. And you feel uh, you'll be perfect for spring training, no issues, everything will be normal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I threw bullpen today. Uh, next week I threw, I'm going to throw like two more bullpens, fastball changer, then uh, we'll be ready for first day in spring training. You excited for the season, especially with this group? Oh, yeah, really exciting. We got a really nice group for uh, this 2019 and I think we got really good chance to, to make the playoff and why not uh, win the World Series. That would be fun to see. Good luck. Congratulations that you're healthy now. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's Wilmer Font, and I think a lot of people forget that uh, last year he threw 27 innings and gave up just five runs and 15 hits during his time with the Rays. I mean, his numbers were very, very impressive uh, after joining the Rays from Oakland. And it wasn't only that he put up good numbers. uh, It was the fact that he was really starting to build up as a starter, and he was pitching well against really good teams, too. I mean, he, he pitched, he allowed one run and one hit against Houston. He allowed one total run and two starts against the Yankees. He threw shutout ball against Toronto. Um, After his, uh, you know, after starting to get stretched out a little bit, um, I thought he really was impressive. Uh, And speaking of impressive, uh, when you look down the line at the Rays organization, this week Baseball America announced its top 100 prospect list. Uh, Baseball Prospectus did its top 101. The Rays were more than well represented. In fact, for the first time ever, the Rays had nine of the top 100 prospects uh, on the Baseball America list, and they're only the third team ever to reach that total. And one of the guys who was in the top 100 uh, really wasn't on the radar screen of many last year. That's Nathaniel Lowe. Uh, this is the guy who hit, drove in over 100 runs last year, going from high Charlotte to triple-A Durham. Um, very impressive individual. And this is a guy who was a 13th-round pick out of the draft out of Mississippi State. Um, so I sat down with Nathaniel down in Port Charlotte this week because the Rays, again, had this special hitting camp. Uh, Nathaniel was one of the attendees, and I asked Nathaniel um, a little bit uh, – a time has gone by, but how how is he kind of reflected on what 2018 meant to him? That year was kind of a reaffirmation to say that um, you know I'm, I think I'm supposed to be playing baseball, and you know it's uh, something that you work for the whole off season, and you don't come in trying to get second place in anything and go out there and be mediocre at something. So if I'm going to give that much time to my craft, then you know it's nice to be rewarded by having a season like that, but. It's nice to uh, to do it at the same time to set a standard too as to how well I think I can play through the rest of my career. So how did it? How did you use, let's say, what you improved upon in 2018 to help you start to get ready for 2019? Um, you know, it's a it's a lot of not switching out, but just kind of adding things to the repertoire. So you know, if I was 
if I was great at going the other way, then I worked on pulling the ball a little more. Or if I was feeling pretty good that day about pulling the ball, then I worked going the other way. And you know, now it comes to the point of uh, being on the brink of the big leagues. You got to be got to be good at everything you do. So I put a lot more work into defense this off season than I did last year. And um, you know, hopefully we'll see the benefits of it pretty soon. You kind of transformed your body um, going into 2018. Yeah. So uh, is there anything else you've changed? Are you quicker? Are you, uh, have you dropped any weight? Have you added maybe any mo more muscle? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm around similar weight that I was at last year. Um, I started, started running a little earlier and doing a little different stuff with my feet. So, um, you know, I, I, I like where I'm at right now. I feel like I'm faster and stronger than I was last year. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see how it plays out. Who, um, who do you work out with in the off season and and how does it help you okay uh our circle like josh is in there of course and then our agents got a couple guys up at montverde academy and lindor the shortstop with uh cleveland he's there Derek dietrich who was with us a while ago he's in there austin allen with the padres and then there's another handful of guys that are in and out working out with us and you know it's nice to be around them because they're all good at similar things but also different things so we can always bounce ideas off each other and see how we all go about it so Francisco's one of the brightest stars in the game. So have you had a chance to speak with him much? And if so, what have you taken away or learned from him? Yeah, you know, his his work ethic is pretty much unmatched. So um, to see him play as well as he plays is kind of expected with as many hours a day as he puts into his craft. And then obviously, you know, the dollar signs are starting to come through for him a little more. And uh, he's going to get paid what he deserves. And to see how hard he works to, to, to do that and then give back and run camps and do things in Puerto Rico and you know, help give money to the school so we can have better facilities to train at. It's uh, it's pretty cool to be around. Motivational? How would you describe what, what he does in terms of the impact on a guy like you? Yeah, you know, he, um, he just really puts everything he has into playing well. And, you know, it, it, there's no reason to go out there and expect not to play well. So if he's going to do it, he's going to do it right and probably be pretty good at it. So he's He's pretty good about getting everything in as far as working out in a day, ground balls in a day, hitting in a day, and then doing his extra stuff that he does away from us. So it's it's nice to be around that. I think one of the things I've learned from you over the last couple of years is your sense of humor. Um, you got the award last year for Minor League Player of the Year and made sure to make it clear that that L-O-W-E is pronounced low. Yes. How, how important is it for you to be able to have that sense of humor and have you always been kind of kind of a rye cut up type individual or or is that kind of come uh i mean you just got to keep it light in this game because you get you get rewarded for failing a vast majority of the time and you know for being statistically so bad at it but still somehow being so good at it is unlike anything else so if you're gonna if you're gonna get out 60 percent of the time and only get on base 40 percent of the time in a lot of other professions it's not really not really conducive to success. So when, when we're in a sense doing so poorly, it's nice to kind of show up to the yard and be able to laugh about things and you know just keep it light around the field. Are you a practical joker in the clubhouse, or you? How would you describe yourself? No, I mean I just I don't know. I, I like throwing jabs here and there just to see how guys react and you know kind of kind of poking at guys. But yeah, you just got to make sure not to hurt anybody's feelings. You're also a, a big brother, and as the oldest of three, you alluded to your brother Josh. Are you 
I'm the oldest of three, oh, yeah. um, so so I know what it's like to be a big brother. Right. Um, so are you a needling big brother? Are you a, a tough love big brother? What kind of big brother would you say you are? Um, you know, I, I want to see him do well. I, I really I really enjoy poking at him here and there, but um, for the most part, we get along. Now, he's got a, a couple different interests as far as what he does with his free time. Um, so I, I tease him about playing video games too much and staying inside too much, but you know, for the most part, I, I would say I'm, I'm pretty supportive of them, you know, on and off the field. So what are your interests off the field since they're different? Uh, I like golfing a lot, and he's kind of growing into it. And unfortunately, he's getting better than I am. So uh, I'm going to try and find something new here pretty soon. But, um, you know, we, we just, for a while there, he would rather sit inside and play video games with his friends, and I'd rather be out in the sun playing on the golf course. And what's your uh, handicap right now? I don't even it's probably somewhere around 10. It's not very good. Well, that's good for a non-pitcher. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> as long as we as long as we can take some cash here and there during spring training, it's that's all right. Did you um did you ever have a choice between any sport other than baseball? I know you did play some football growing up. Yeah, I played football. Um I wasn't very good at football, but I liked playing. And then uh I thought too early I sold out to baseball. You know, I I don't mind saying that I think that I, I might have messed up by playing fall ball my junior and senior year. But um, I wasn't very good at basketball. Uh, I got cut, and um, but we had fun at tryouts, that's for sure. Um, we just tried throwing alley-oops to each other the whole tryout, you know, me and another friend. But uh, as far as playing at the next level, baseball is pretty much the only option. And I would guess um, you have probably a greater appreciation than most who've gotten where you are because of your journey. You went from, what, Mercer to junior college to Mississippi State to not a high draft pick. Do you think that that's motivational? Do you think it's helped get you where you are today? Give me your take on that. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's the same way as far as, like, I had, a, I had a real bad taste in my mouth as far as the end of the 17 season. The same way I treated that offseason. And then, you know, not, not having the same success in Durham that I had in, in Montgomery and Port Charlotte this last year still kind of keeps the carrot in front of me so so to say so um you know instead of being given it all at the beginning and kind of getting complacent i i enjoy that i had to work for the things that i have now and i'm gonna have to work for everything throughout my entire career rather than just being so gifted that just everything just kind of falls on my plate finish this sentence 2019 is a good year if i'm the rookie of the year in the al east Really good stuff from Nathaniel Lowe, and, uh, well, if he can fulfill that promise, it's going to be a very good year, I would think, on the field for the Rays, too. Now, Nathaniel certainly has blossomed um, and was not quite as heralded as many uh, prospects in the Rays organization heading into 2018. In fact, it's his uh, younger brother, Josh, who was a former top pick uh, of the Rays in 2016. Uh, Josh hasn't had quite the numbers uh, or production yet, uh, but I think many believe he's certainly capable of doing so. He played in uh, Port Charlotte with the Stone Crabs last year, and he put up decent numbers as one of the youngest players in that league. So I had a chance to sit down with Josh, too, and asked him uh, what he took away from the 2018 season. It was a learning year for sure. Um, being in the Florida State League, a lot of good pitchers there and a lot of good players, and that's uh, where you first start to realize you separate the boys from men. And, um, you know, I did a lot of things last year that were good, did some things that weren't as good. And uh, I definitely looked back last year and took the things that I did good and saw what I could accomplish. And I worked on those this offseason and just refined everything to get ready for a healthy and successful 2019. What did you do that you liked? I, I think one thing that stands out is your strikeout rate drop. So obviously you put more balls in play. 
Um, yeah, that's a, that's a big part of the game. Um, every, anytime I can reduce that, I'm on the base pass, and then I can have a chance to steal a base or do something to impact the game from the base pass. Um, but the month, uh, the first month of the season was really good, and I think it was just being really aggressive and having fun. That was the main part. Just go out there and have fun, enjoy the game that we've all grown up and played since we've been little kids. So physically, playing in the Florida State League is really, really demanding. What did you learn about playing at that level, and have you changed anything physically about you since the off season? Yeah, um, Florida State League's tough. Obviously, it's in the state of Florida during the summer. Um, the Florida State League and the Texas League are probably two of the hardest leagues that I've ever heard of to play in just because of the weather and it's hot every single day and towards the end of the season you get tired and the, the heat keeps rising. But um, off season I, I worked out pretty hard uh, this year just like I do every year um, trying to gain anything I can to help me compete on the field, um, put on some more weight because I know that during the season I'll lose some of that just like everybody else does and uh, try and maintain that during the year, get after it in the weight room do things that I need to do to keep myself healthy and on the field every day. So how much weight have you put on? What are you at now? And are you faster or, or? Yeah, I think I'm a lot faster than I was last year, which is, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to comprehend, but I know that I am. Um, I'm about 215 pounds right now. So just trying to get a few more pounds so I can maintain that during the year and that'll help me out. Um, I chatted with your brother and one thing that I think we, we touched on is you guys had the benefit of working a little bit with Francisco Lindor and some other guys in your agency. Did you speak with him at all, Francisco? And if so, what are some things that maybe you picked up? Yeah, I I, uh, I speak with Cisco every day. You know, he's uh, we kind of become one of our closest friends that we get to hang out with, and it's a privilege to be with him um, to learn, hear some of the things that he has to say. It's it's not like he's a he's a superstar player to us anymore. He's a, he's one of our friends. He's one of our family, and we have that asset to uh, rely on. And you know, he looks at the game just like anybody else does. He wants to have fun, but he wants to play hard, and he wants to work as hard as he can every single day. So how much do you think he's has he helped you more from the mental side, the physical side? What kind of things is he? I think it's both. Um, you know, working out with him, he definitely pushes me to be as, as good as I can do everything to, to compete with him, and I think I do the same for him. Um, we kind of play different games, but similar games at the same time, and uh, we help each other there. But... You know, he's really strong mental, mentally, and uh, I think he, he gives me that edge as well. For Josh Lowe, 2019 is a success if? I, I put a good season together. Uh, everybody always talks about having a good year, but for me, I want to go out there and compete every day, do what I can to help my team win, and uh, to help, help the Rays win in the organization and bring championships to the team. And having a brother in the organization, is it, and, and your brother is obviously an older brother, um, I'm an older brother. So how is he as an older brother? Is he a get-on-you brother? Is he a supportive brother? Is he a needle brother? How do you describe your relationship with him? I think he's, he's a little bit of both. You know, he knows when to push and he knows when to, to stay back and, and let me be my own person. We're brothers, but we're also different people. We're different players. And I think he knows that. And I think we both know that. He's not going to be able to run as well as I can. I'm not going to be able to do certain things that he can do as well. Um, he's very smart and he's very talented as it showed last year and I'm sure it'll show in the years to come but uh, we're different players and we're both excited about the next season. He said your golf game's getting better than his. Is that, uh, do you guys compete in everything off the field? Everything we do. I don't really think it matters what it is but we always have fun. We always make it a competition even though sometimes it doesn't need to be Um, but we really enjoy being around each other and we have a great time doing it. So 
he definitely said you have video games over him for sure. I do. What's your favorite? Probably Call of Duty. Um, it doesn't really matter. Any sport game, I can play that too, but I just, I just enjoy playing video games with my friends. Does that help you relax? Um, because uh, I think this game can consume you if you allow it to. Yeah, I, I think it does. It allows me to step away and kind of do something like that. You know, my parents are always getting on me. They don't want me to sit there for hours and, and play video games. But, I mean, if the Cy Young winner can do it, why can't I? Okay. Have you played Fortnite against Blake yet? Uh, no, I haven't. But that's all right. That's his game. Let him do that. <laughs> and uh, what do you else do you like to do? Do you hunt? Do you fish? Are there any other outdoor activities you do beyond uh, golf? Not really. I mean, for the most part, our days are wake up. We work out, we go hit at the field, we run, we come back, and we're gassed by then. But anytime I can get out and do things with the family outside, um, living in Florida, it's, it's nice to be able to have nice weather all the time. So anytime we can spend time together and, and do whatever, relax, sit by the pool in our backyard, that's, that's a great time to me. You know, we didn't talk about it much a couple of years ago when you got drafted, but you were a pretty good football prospect too. How tough a decision was it at any point for you, football or baseball? Um, I think my junior year of high school is when I realized that baseball was probably going to be the sport for me. It just kind of happened naturally. I love football. When I grew up, I think football was a, a primary sport for me than baseball, even though it didn't really show. But um, as the players got better, the guys got faster and stronger, I realized that baseball was going to be more of my sport and uh, starting to focus on that more. Favorite quarterback then? Um, right now... It's tough to say, but Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a goat. You know, he's what he showed recently. He's the best player. But Patrick Mahomes was electric too. Um, but Tom Brady's Tom Brady's the goat. And in terms of center fielders, is there anyone that you particularly enjoy watching or or liken to yourself? KK's fun to watch. Um, I'm sure everybody loves watching him. But uh, Trout's Trout's up there. It's, it's special to see what he can do year in and year out. Um, with the bat and in the field, but there's some there's some players out there that uh, I like to model my game after. Christian Yelich, I kind of see myself um, and himself being the same player one day, and uh, looking forward to making that happen in the future. And in terms of when people watch you this year, is there any you talked about what you've done physically, but is there anything that you've changed with your swing, with your bat path that if someone watched you last year may notice when they see you this year? Um, I've kind of shortened up my stance a little bit, standing a little taller, kind of making my presence being felt more at the plate. Um, just being early and being on time for pitches instead of being late and trying to catch up to things. Um, just going out and attacking pitches and being on the offense instead of being a defensive hitter. Anxious to see certainly how uh, Josh Lowe evolves in this uh, 2019 season. Um, I think he's probably one of those guys who I watch for in the race system. Is a guy who could potentially uh, have a breakout type year. He certainly has the physical tools, and uh, he's also sitting next to him for a bit. He's definitely put the work in. So a lot of luck to Josh and also Nathaniel. Um, we I, I had a chance to speak with several others, including Taylor Walls um, and Brendan McKay, um, and also Tanner Dotson. Uh, Dotson and McKay, the two-way players the Rays have currently in their system. And uh, as we go, as we gear up for spring training, we'll have another podcast later next week and probably include a couple of those interviews too. I uh, want to thank Nathaniel and Josh Lowe and Wilmer Font and Jose DeLeon for being with us. Uh, we'll have podcasts as we go. And again, check out our blog, raysradio.mlblogs.com. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk with you soon.